Hello, folks. Thank you for joining Christchurch at Grow Farm's sermon podcast. As we move into Lent, we are pausing from our study of the book of Acts and starting our next series entitled Portrait of Christ. We will be diving into the life of Jesus and exploring the impact and the heart of his ministry. If you would like more information about Christchurch at Grow Farm or would like to connect with our pastors, staff, or ministry leaders, I would encourage you to visit our website, ccgf.org. Enjoy the message from this week. Grace and peace to you. Let's pray. Lord, we come before you this evening overwhelmed by our need for you. The reminders that are on our hands, but even more the reminders on our hearts, Lord, that, that we need you. That we could not be good enough or right enough or clean enough for you. So tonight we start this journey of Lent to the cross and into the celebration of your resurrection. But today we take this first step, which is turning to you. It is in your son's Jesus' name we pray, amen. One of the hardest things to admit is when you are wrong. In her article, The Power of Admitting When We Are Wrong, Dr. Chrissy Whiting Madison says these words, you are wrong. You have been wrong in the past and you will be wrong in the future. You have judged others unfairly. You have made mistakes. You have chosen poorly. It's virtually impossible to know everything and to always be right. Eventually, somebody will tell you or show you how wrong you are. And these tend to be some of the hardest days of our lives. Well, Ash Wednesday is a reminder that we too have been wrong. That the things we have said or the things that we've done or the things that we have left undone have fallen short of the beauty and the perfection of our Lord Jesus Christ. In Scripture, when the prophet Isaiah caught a vision of the goodness of God, he became aware of just how wrong he was. And in chapter 6, verse 5, he says these words, Woe to me, I cried, for I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips and live among a people of unclean lips. And my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. In Psalm 51 that we just prayed through a few minutes ago, David reflects on his life, recognizing how wrong he was. And he says, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions, wash away all my iniquity, cleanse me from my sin, for I know my transgressions, Wash away all my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. For my sin is always before me against you. And you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. Tonight is the official beginning of the season of Lent. Forty days minus Sundays between now and the celebration of Easter together. And as we begin this journey, we must start this journey like any other journey 
we need to take a first step. You see, all journeys, even a 40-day one, begins with one step in the right direction. Ash Wednesday is the realization that in order to begin this journey, we must stop and turn around. That our lives in big and small ways have been heading in the wrong direction. And to go where God is calling us to go, we must first stop and turn around. Earlier this year, my daughter was on a bus with some of her friends. When one of her friends looked at her phone and realized that the bus was actually heading in the wrong direction. They were heading south on a parkway when they needed to head north on the parkway. So she brought this to my daughter's attention who opened up her phone and sure enough, it said that they were going in the wrong direction. She shared it with another friend and another friend and they discussed this for about 20 minutes. (laughs) Until one of them finally had the courage to go to the bus driver and say, hey, I, I think we might be going in the wrong direction. Apparently, the bus driver's wife was having a serious medical issue right there that day. And he was distracted and didn't realize that he was going in the wrong directions. Friends, sometimes others notice when we are headed in the wrong direction before we do. Those that love us will gently encourage us to turn back. All throughout Scripture, there are callings from God's people to callings to God's people to return to Him. In Hosea chapter 14, verse 1, return, O Israel, to the Lord your God. Lamentations 3:40, let us examine and probe our ways, and let us return to the Lord. Deuteronomy 32. And you return to the Lord your God and obey him with all your heart. James 4.8, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. This first step of turning back to God is called repentance. It means to change one's mind and to turn around and to change direction. No one likes the moment when they know that they are wrong. That exact moment when one knows that they are heading in the wrong direction. This moment of embarrassment or shame when we know that our pride or our selfishness has taken us to a place that is hurting our lives or the lives of others. It is in this moment that we have one of three choices. We can continue in the same direction, ignoring the warnings and direction from others. We can stop and wait, or we can turn around and return. Repentance is the choice to turn around. It is the hardest choice to make because it requires us to publicly let others know that we are wrong. You see, it is one thing to get lost on the road and to turn around when you are driving by yourself, but it is another thing to turn around when someone else is in the car. They might say, I told you so, you shouldn't have gone down that road. Or they might sigh, or they might moan, 
because you have made a mistake. However, when one truly repents, the opinions of others do not matter because they are pursuing their greatest need to turn back to Jesus. Years ago, I sat with a friend when he finally admitted a lifelong addiction. He took the first step that day in the right direction. The conversation was painful. It was embarrassing. It nearly cost him everything, his job, his family. Later, as he reflected on this moment, he described this day as the worst day and the best day of his life. The day that he finally faced the truth and he decided to head home. On this day, many will take ashes from palm branches from Palm Sunday the year before that have been burnt and turned into ashes and they will put them on their hands or they will put them on their faces. It's a a public mark that, hey, I'm turning to Jesus and I need Jesus too. I need Jesus too. These marks of dirt and ash are a public notice to others that we need to turn around, that we need Jesus. You see, when one really repents, they care more about the direction of their life than the opinion of others. It doesn't matter if there's dirt on their face or I saw one friend who was working out at the gym this morning and his sweat was causing his ash to drip all the way down his face. He didn't care. He was heading in the right direction. If others sigh or laugh, it's okay because they're taking a step, a good step today, one in the right direction. They are heading home. Good friends don't mock, but rather cheer when they see others repenting because they know they're heading home and they're glad to be with them. A couple of months ago, Pastor Craig and I had the opportunity to go to a basketball game. We met here at the church with a couple of other friends and Pastor Craig had the tickets. The only problem was when we went in the car, he realized he left the tickets at home. This seemed to bother him greatly because he wanted to get there for opening tip. But I had to tell him this week that it didn't bother me. I actually talked about the game. He said, oh, that was the game. I forgot those tickets. And he was, he was frustrated. And you see, it didn't bother me because the evening had already started. I was with my friends already. We were, I was in the back seat with another friend laughing and looking forward to an evening together. And if the evening started with a 15-minute drive out of the way, that was okay. Because we were doing it together. We were doing it together. Good friends, when they see others turning towards Jesus, feel honored that they're in that moment. That they get to be present when a friend is taking a step in the right direction. Because we've all been wrong before. We are all human. We all have fallen short. We all have needed to turn back, and we will need 
to turn back to Jesus again. In moments when our actions, when our thoughts, when our words have led us astray, none of us follow Jesus perfectly. We all need to turn back home. In Luke chapter 15, Jesus taught a parable of a young man that needed to turn around. His journey had taken him far away from home, and he had squandered everything that he had. When a famine hit his world, he found himself in a very real need. He hired himself out to be a servant and even longed to eat the pods that he was feeding pigs, the ones that he was keeping. It was a low point in this man's life, according to Jesus. And he wondered, can I still turn around? When he came to his senses, he mustered up the courage to take that first step with the intent of coming home and only being a servant to the father that he had abandoned. But when he returned, he didn't find a father that was angry or judgmental. No, he found a father that was waiting. So much so that when he noticed his son from his distance, he was watching for him. And when he saw him coming, he could not contain himself but rather ran to his son, threw his arms around his son, and kissed his son, the one that he thought was lost. As the son began to give his well-rehearsed speech of the mistakes that he made, his father cut him off and said, bring his robe, which was a sign of his sonship, inclusion in the family. He said, bring his ring, which was a sign of his authority, his position, He said, bring his sandal, which was a sign of his freedom, because he was free. And then he said these words. Let's have a feast. Let's celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and he is found. Maybe you are here today. And it feels like you are lost. Maybe you lost part of your way over the last year or weeks or days of your life. You know that you need to turn around. The direction that you have been heading is not leading to life. Maybe you are afraid that God might not welcome you back. Friend, He is waiting. It doesn't matter what others might say or think. Today is the day that we recognize our need to turn around. All of us have turned from God in big or in small ways. The journey of Lent begins just like any other journey. It requires a first step. And this step is one of repentance the realization that our first step is to turn around and to come back home to him. Let us pray. In a moment, we are going to celebrate a feast. 
the feast of communion together as we recognize what Jesus has done for you and what Jesus has done for me. The only requirement here at Christ Church for communion is to turn back to Jesus and to accept Him as your Lord and Savior. If you have never done that, or this is a night that you need to return to Him, I will give you a moment to invite Him into your heart. But let us take a moment right now to quietly examine our hearts. Are there attitudes, thoughts, things that we have done or said where we know we need to turn back to Jesus? Friends, He is waiting. And He is preparing a feast. Father God, we are grateful for this evening and for the reminder of your great love for us. That whenever we turn to you, that you welcome us home, that you wait for us, that you long for us to come back like a son who returns to his father. God, in our hearts we quietly confess the ways that we have turned away. And we turn back to you. If you are here today and tonight is the night that you want to give your life to Jesus Christ, just simply pray this prayer in your heart. Jesus, today, I turn to you. I ask that you would enter into my heart and that you would renew my heart, that you would renew my soul. Today, I yield my will to you. I give my future to you, and I choose to follow you. So God, today I take this step to you, because you've been calling me home. And now I finally will respond. Thank you, Lord, for saving my heart and saving my soul, and thank you, Lord, for the purpose that you give me today. It is in your name we pray. Amen.